Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Portable Magic Dispenser, a podcast for your school library, public library. Today, I'm going to talk about a few things that hopefully will help you with running maybe your own escape room or even a simple uh, code-breaking type activity. My colleague in the library, she has made it a pretty cool escape room, and I'm just going to try to break down some of the riddles and things that she's made for the students, and they absolutely love it. We run it with 11, ages 11, 12, and 13. Um, we've been doing it for a long time this year, so since the first week of September, well, second week, I guess, and a lot of students have done it. Um, we have small prizes inside the box, so they have to break into a box, break into, quote-unquote, uh, by opening riddles, locks, and things, or opening locks that on a, like a tre- little treasure chest. Inside are some friendship bracelets that... My colleague and the student library assistants have made, plus some bookmarks that we've made out of discarded, um, destroyed um, manga books. <laughs> so there are a few riddles that I'm just going to go through them because there's many things they can do at once. Um, and what I'll do is just break it down piece by piece as best I can. It's They're all over the place. So I don't want to, there isn't like you have to do this and this and this. There are, but it's. Um, you can solve different aspects of it at different times. Hopefully that makes sense. Um, I'll just, what I'll do is I'll break it down into the sections that I think are the most useful. And hopefully that will be, um, that will help you. So how do I describe it? So one thing, one, so the first thing they might get is a clue about one of our book award books and one of those books is wink by rob harrell um how they get that clue is that they open up a box so how do they get the box (laughs) um they have to take so we have um, information on our lego club so they're given a piece of paper or a poster and it says in English <laughs> Lego Club is on Friday, and above that are a series of Lego pieces. Not not real pieces, but like a, a photo of of Lego pieces. You know, looking down at them. Each Lego piece in each color, I should say, represents um, the letter. So Lego Club is on Friday. They're also then given another sheet that shows it just has Lego pieces. What they have to put together is that each piece on the poster represents an L, an E, and so on. So they're able to then... <laughs> so it has like a big long sentence and different things about Lego Club in the library. From that, they're able to dis- discern that um, they need to look in the horror section. Looking in the horror section, they find a box, they open the box... Hopefully that makes sense. Inside the box are popsicle sticks, a whole series of them. What my colleague has done is drawn the cover of Wink by Rob Harrow, which is an amazing book, on the popsicle sticks. So they have to put them together. That in itself is a puzzle. Okay. <laughs> um, in With the popsicle sticks is a laminated piece of paper. It has a, it has a number on it. It might say 182. And a little hole cut out 
of the piece of paper, of the laminated piece of paper. So once they put the popsicle sticks together, they realize that they need to find that book. We are walking around giving them hints and clues, of course. And I, before we start, I have told them that um, the books are alphabetical by the author's last name. So they put the popsicle sticks together. They see Wink. They run and get Wink. They've also got this piece of paper that was in the box, this laminated piece of paper. It has 182. If they need some encouragement, we tell them, but it's like, okay, they need, oh, we need to go to page, we need to go to page 182. They put the piece of paper over the, um, over the page number. The hole has the word, will be over the word freak or whatever. There's like, those, there's just words, a word in the thing. They realize that, Freak might be the clue for one of the locks, or so one of the padlocks on the on the chest. Now they've um, um, got one of the locks open, and that's always a big deal. It's really a lot of fun. The other thing that um, uh, my colleague does is she hides a message in in a in a big labyrinth, like in a maze. Um, then fills up the rest of the maze with more letters. Um, so the the solution as they draw their line through the maze they pass by letters that she's written in um the the message that they realize that they have to write down as they go along is there is a box hidden behind the magazine display but there's more letters than that so if they if they go on the wrong trail they're going to get more letters etc <laughs> they need to be able to write on that so they just go through um they then find the box um in the magazine display and that box again has another um set of popsicle sticks this one ours has um sticks and stones by abby cooper which is a great book um the the box itself also has like a a little light where they can it can let light up uh, invisible ink um this is, makes it quite difficult but the, there's a piece of laminated paper that has an invisible message on it <laughs> Um, the UV lights are quite small, so you, you might want to get a couple. Um, you could write, you could write on them. This is just our way. You can do whatever, whatever you want. Um, you know. Also, we sometimes just hide stuff in the library, and you got to remember where it is. And it might just be a way to make it fun. They have to find it. Um, the blank page with the hole in the letters. Um, talked about that. Um, we've done pig pen ciphers so uh it's basically um if you google it it's pretty, pretty straightforward it's um so if you google it, you'll see that a pig pen cipher has like um abc uh, all the way to z all the letters but the letters are um, separated by lines so the a for, for instance represents a line uh, an intersecting line uh, with the the vertical line on the right. It's hard to, hard to explain on a podcast, but uh, if you give them blank lines, you'll see that they can somehow. Eventually, they'll work it out which uh, which one is which. It is um, pretty pretty tricky, um, but um, they uh, they can you know they'll eventually work it out. We also have a um, a puzzle box which you can find online for quite cheap you know this looks like a wooden solid piece of wood but if they press on a, one of the pieces like one of the little slats it'll open up and they love that one they love working that out um uh 
the other one is that some of the keys for the chests are attached to a book. Um, they put the key on them. She puts the key on the string and attaches the other end to a book or a hide and seek object. You can slide the key behind the shelves or behind a cupboard. Then when they find the book or the object, they pull the string to retrieve the hidden key. We have hidden messages around the library written on like uh, written on the windows that it might just be like one of them is um, uh, you know seek the exit of the library or something and on the exit it's written um, word nerd by Susan Nielsen great book they know they have to find word nerd word nerd is connected to a piece of string and the other end of the string is a key one of those keys opens one of the locks <laughs> um, tons and tons of different things um, the other tricky one is the um, the book cover stack um, it's very difficult to explain with pictures, uh, but they love uh, the moment when they figured out how, the, how, the, how it works. The riddle is a word. You choose the same number of book covers as there are letters in your word, plus one. So you print out the book covers, make sure they're all exactly the same size. Pick out one letter on each book cover to spell out your word. But be careful because those letters need to be in different places. If you use a letter in the top right corner, you can't use another letter in the top right corner. So you leave the book cover with the first letter untouched, and the book cover with the second letter cut a hole through which you can see the first letter and the second cover is placed on top of the first. It's really tricky to understand. Then in the cover with the third letter, cut out the exact same hole so you still see the first letter. Then make the second hole through which you can see the second letter on the second book cover and so on. The last book cover will have the same number of holes as our letters in your word. Um, so it's, that is really, really tricky. But um, as you stack the book covers on top of each other, um, you know the printed off book covers it makes a it makes a word um, so there's that one the Lego code I discussed that one is a lot of fun um, Caesar shift is really easy yeah you basically just shift the alphabet by one letter or more for you know a becomes B B becomes C uh, or you can do a two letter shift on and on um, that one isn't too too hard um, you could do what have we done let me see. So another one that's fun is that you ask questions um, and the, the answers represent math problems. So um, before I let them run off and do the game, we, I do a big spiel about the library, how the library works. So I say, you know, the library, we have not, all the, I, I will give them the hint, like all of these things will be helpful to you in the game. So for instance, um, we have, uh, you know, we have 5,000 books in the library. Um, <laughs> Uh, the library closes at uh, 5.30 in the evening. Um, we, uh, we have six books in the, in the book award, etc. Eventually, they'll find clues, pieces of paper throughout, however you want to do it. You could do it with the maze. You could do it with anything. And the question might be, um, how many books are in the library? Or, uh, you know, multiply how many books are in the library by um, the time we close in the evening and the answer might be uh, the answer to one of the locks um, my colleague does it quite a lot <laughs> you know longer than that um, it might be um, it's like the number of books in the library uh, plus um, the number of book questions in our book weekly book quiz subtract um, when we're open uh, plus when we close <laughs> um, Minus uh, how many, how long you can take a book out, which is two for two weeks, on and on, anything like that. Um, they're really um, a lot of fun, uh, and you know, easy to do in that in that way. 
it's very important that you keep in mind how many people are taking part. If you have a group of 30, by giving them just two riddles is not going to work. Um, 15 people working on the same piece of paper is not going to work. And then the opposite is true. So if you give them 20 riddles, a lot of people have to work on their own. You need to have somewhere in in the middle. So it's um, also important to have like sub goals or side goals, um, like little achievements that get them closer and closer to their main goal, which is opening the treasure chest. You can also um, bury a, a clue or a hint in your own library catalog if you have an online catalog. It's a great way for, to get them to realize that there is a catalog, especially if they're new students, and navigate it. So you might there might be a clue hidden on one on one of the um, you know if you made like a fake entry or anything uh, a clue hidden on like any information you provide in your catalog, um, which helps them. Which is um, you know what you could do anything really there's a million things you could do but really it's just a way for them to get to know your catalog and and understand how to get on there and use it we also make use of all of our different uh sections so we have an origami display that my colleague made hanging from the ceiling of, to highlight our manga slash anime you know manga section and it's like uh, pikachus and little um, little anime characters um there's a clue they get in one of the boxes that says um, find the club or find the material that um, uh, I can't remember the exact name sorry but it's something like find the books that originate from Japan that are part of our one of our most popular clubs or something like that and they quickly soon figure out that it's the manga um, and they and they run over to the section and written on the origami are some again some maths problems that they have to solve um, they may need a little guidance for that but it it's a lot of fun. They love to, to run around. Um, she's also put some information on the, the board where we have all of our upcoming clubs. We want to learn that, we want the students to learn that they have to consult those clubs in order to find out what's going on. Um, so there's a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, hidden things there. So the more maths, there's, um, there's, a, there's a piece of paper they receive once they open one of the chests it talks about, um, or just in the, uh, in the pack, that talks about the Dungeons and Dragons Club. Um, seek out the club that has dwarves and elves and monsters and blah blah blah. And they realize they have to go find out more. So that we have a we have a D and D kind of a fake sign up sheet over at the on the board that we put up just for the escape room. And when they walk over there, they see that there's another uh, math problem, a little riddle uh, that they have to solve, which sends them along another kind of <laughs> goose chase around the around the library. Um, yeah. We've also had a book that was ruined um, just by overuse and age. Um, it was uh, ha hauled out. Uh, so when they find that book, um, when they get the clue, you know, this is posted by John David Anderson, which is a great book. Um, they realize that they have to open it. When they open it, it's hollowed out and inside is one of the uh, UV lights or USB sticks, which is oft always causes a lot of hurrahs and uh, <laughs> Gasps! So what do we do with this? And they put it in the computer and they open it up. And there's more clues. Usually those are, those are the ones that are like, what time does the library open? Multiplied by how many books we have, etc. And they have to like, oh, this is a clue. Um, they get really um, worked up and it's hilarious over that. Um, the jigsaws, I've talked about the, um, the, the popsicle sticks or just a, basically a small jigsaw puzzle that they have to put together um, in order to solve, solve part of it. Um, those all work really well um what we do as well um what i like to do is um we use atomic codes they're not easy but 
if you want to use something that's science-based, um, it works well. You can use atomic numbers to code a message, and when the numbers are replaced by the chemical symbol of the element, it spells out a word or message. Uh, the difficulty is that there's not a lot of flexibility with the letters in the chemical symbol. Um, my main rec uh, our recommendation is that my colleague's recommendation is that uh, to use a list of elements and their atomic numbers stored in alphabetical order order of their chemical symbol. So don't try to use a periodic table because you waste your time. So an example is um, uh, 53 minus 22 minus 16 minus 102 minus 52 minus 33 minus 39 would mean it is not easy. Um, so it's a list of elements and their atomic numbers are stored in alphabetical of their of their symbol. So that is tricky, but that's how it works. Um, if you have, uh, if you, you can, if you need more information on atomic codes, I'm going to give my colleague's email because she's asked that anyone email, anyone can email her at all with any questions, which I wanted to get the word out because she's put so much work into this. And the blog post I did on this, I'll post, but has got a lot of hits and um, I just want to make sure her email is there. Um, because um, she has done a, a ton, uh, a ton of stuff. Um, the other thing is uh, one of the simple one is um, uh, first letters. So reading only the first letters of each word may spell out a message, um, or you can do odd letters uh, or a, a book code. Um, the code uses a book, so make sure you pick a book only you have one edition of. You use pay, uh, the page number, line number, and word number to write a message. For example, 53-4-10 means that the participants have to open the book to page 53, read the fourth line, and count the tenth word. And you can write an entire message like this in groups of three numbers. Um, you can add a fourth number that in, indicates the letter if you want to make it longer to and it harder to decipher or if you can't find the words you need in the book. Um, so she also puts um, stickers with letters or numbers on building blocks to build something, give indications as to which blocks have the relevant number of letters. Uh, the problem is they only get one shot at this really. If they destroy the whole thing before they retrieve the right block or accidentally grab the wrong one, it's over. But it's a lot of fun because they get to handle the building blocks. But our advice is to build something very simple. Um, it's, uh, it, that's a tricky one, okay? It's very important that you um, prepare a little speech for the start of the game. You don't need to make it long, but you want to outline the principles. So what I do is I outline, I just say, look, it might be important to write these things down. Um, and I talk about how many books we have on the shelves, when we open, when we close, where you can find information about clubs, um, also how our books are organized. And you can use straight up riddles that maybe you want them to find you know either riddles from the hobbit and stuff like that that you could easily use um i talk about all that stuff i talk about uh the different sections especially if it's a group that's new to the, the school like year sevens i'll say look our, our manga sections here our horror section is here our war section is here <laughs> um where you sign up for clubs in the library you come down the stairs and the board's on your right um, when you, you know, our manga section is here. This is how you sign up for manga club. This is what we do in manga club. It is an amazing opportunity um, to explain how the library works, A, get them excited about using the library and really just kind of shift perspectives on how what a library is because they're, they're coming in, they have, especially the year sevens, they really don't know what to expect. 
um, word has kind of gotten around. Um, word has kind of gotten around now that the the <laughs> the um, escape rooms on. We are timing them, but I always tell them, don't worry about your time. It's more about just getting. The, in the end, they get everyone gets a bracelet. They are desperate to know their time. They want to compete. They think they're competing against each other to begin with, but of course they're not. They are competing against other classes per se, you know, on the surface. But it's just about having fun, and they they get they get to get up out of their seats, which is something they don't normally do in a in a lesson. And you know, so it's a lot of fun. And the point is to make it you know as unique and fun as you want. You don't need to make it, and it can be as simple and as easy um, as you want. One. Um, you know, a trick, maybe a trickier one that they need a hint on is, um, it's like the pinhole riddle where, um, you, you make a poster of, you know, with the message on it. But if they look closely, certain letters have little pinholes, uh, you know, stuck in them, they can see through and they just have to realize like, Oh, that letter, the first letter with the first pinhole is the first letter of a sentence and so on. And then just randomly chosen. It's, Again, really tricky. Or you could spell a message out with book spines if you feel up to rearranging your books. Um, uh, the first letter of books or the spines or the author's last name, if you have stickers on the side, it, that's hard. But if you uh, if you give them a clue somehow that the message is in the author's last name, it's, um, it's really up to you. You, you just kind of have to use your space. And that's what we do. We get them to make sure they, they roam around in little groups. And that's why you need a, like, a lot of riddles, not too many, but the right amount for whatever size group you've got. So we've got 30 students an hour. So we try to make it in there working in like groups of four, three or four. And they kind of immediately do that and they spread everything out. And they're really good. We had one group uh, do it in 15 minutes, which I th- or 14 minutes is our record. Um, and they absolutely overjoyed at this. <laughs> So, I mean, that, that's that. It's, um, there's a ton of different things you can do easily, like connect the dots type thing, where they, they connect the dots and, and, and build a picture that you've made or, or a clue that sends them off to another area. Um, anything that you have in the library, if you have any display space, that's the best thing, because if you have a display space, they can then use that space to, um, or you can use the space to create clues and hints. The thing is, you have to be able to set it up over and over and over again, depending on how many students you're going to do it with. Or you could do it as a one-off thing, but, you know, they are a lot of fun. I hope that was helpful. I'm just trying to break down some of the bigger clues that we use. Uh, I'll put the link to the guide that my colleague has written because I think it deserves a lot of attention because she's put so much uh, work into it. And the, and the link has her email, If you and she said she's given me permission to do that, you know, Please let them. Anyone who wants to, uh, to email me can can just ask any questions because it is hard to describe them. But I really wanted to make sure people were aware of it. So that's it. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed that. Have a good day. Bye.